Welcome to the London Horror Movie Club, where each episode I try to convince you to watch one of the weird, wild, and wonderful horror films set in London. Season 2 is all about terror on the underground. Have you ever been scared on the London underground? Lost in a winding station or chilled on an empty platform? Been startled by an oncoming train? The Underground is an inspiration to horror writers. Since the 1960s, it's been a feature of London horror films, popping up to remind us that the terrors of one of the oldest cities in the world are both above and below. The Underground is affectionately called the Tube, and it is a confined little space, a series of dark tunnels, shadows, leading seemingly to nowhere. It's buried beneath the ground where the dead usually lie. And I think that placement, made by digging up the city, and in some places the dead, is at least part of the appeal. When I first moved to London, I'd never been on an underground transportation system. I remember taking the seemingly unending escalators down the Jubilee Line. It felt like descending beyond the real world, into the center of the earth, the bowels of hell. Escalators took me past the trains at London Bridge, the other platforms of earlier built tube stations, lines of commuters, and down to the deepest parts of the city and beyond. The Jubilee Line was built lower than any other, being the newest line, and so it descended through ruins, graveyards, and even time. It felt like it even went deeper, beyond human history, I remember looking at the grey walls of the station and wondering what they'd found there. Maybe was there something wrong in humans carving into a past they'd never been part of? I wasn't afraid, but I was awed. And horror films understand that. On the underground, you can dive into a secret past, and the first of the London underground horrors made perfect use of that, in Quatermass and the Pit. A sci-fi horror made in 1967, this was the third in Hammer's Quatermass trilogy and based on a BBC TV serial. In the film, a crew expanding the underground comes across a mysterious metal object that they can't even break into. The military believes it's an unexploded bomb, but Professor Quatermass discovers it's an ancient Martian spaceship which crashed to Earth thousands of years ago. This is the archetype of the past and present colliding, one that's in no way new to horror films. But the confrontation of past and present on the underground is almost perfect. It's highlighted by the constant references throughout the film to World War II. First, there's the ongoing insistence that this spacecraft is either a Nazi bomb or propaganda. Colonel Breen particularly plays the figurehead of the military insisting on this, and for eagle-eyed viewers, you'll notice that later the same actor plays a Nazi in Indiana Jones, so he has a sort of fun World War II background. But really, the insistence is trying to keep it from being anything sci-fi, and always dragging and reminding you of the war and its effect on London. Then, when the spaceships revealed not to have any Nazi ties, we discover that the Martians' reason for coming to Earth 
parallels the Nazi goal of genetic purity. Quatermass learns that Martians have come to Earth centuries earlier in the hopes of creating their own ethnically pure super race. Something went wrong, the Martians left the British to evolve, and for centuries they've been on their own. But Quatermass warns that this Martian drive for this genetic super race still dwells in British DNA. The warning is exciting and it sets a sort of course of eerie creepiness. You're waiting for something to happen. You want to understand what it is that matters about what he's discovered. How are we actually not very different from the Nazis that had just been defeated very recently in World War II? It keeps your mind constantly in the 40s, but it's also very alive for the 1960s. Because at the climax of the film, a Martian entity does break out of the ship and the underground, and not to ruin anything, it's able to sort of enforce some of this mysterious past. And it does so in a way that results in a series of sort of fighting scenes and, and violence. And this has real cultural resonances for the 1960s, as the film was made shortly after the Notting Hill riots, when a mass of unrest in Notting Hill resulted from an attack on an interracial couple. The riots demonstrated that Britain wasn't past racism simply because the Nazis had been defeated. And in many ways, Quatermass in the Pit plays on these same ideas. Even more poignant is the fact that these scenes are taking place in an imagined Hobbs and tube station. Now, this isn't a real tube station, but all the street signs around and nearby give a Notting Hill postcode. And if you tried to sort of triangulate it, the closest station in real life is probably Notting Hill Gate. On top of this, Roy Ward Baker, who directed the film, had just directed a documentary on the Notting Hill riots, so there is absolutely a connection in the message of the two that's a more recent past, that's really how the past is alive in the present in the 60s, as well as this constant reference to World War II. And the underground digging up this past digs deep into who we are. But that's not the only thing the underground adds. There's some great fear in this film that's derived from physically the way the underground works. Yes, you have the question of the past, and that's part of the film's terror, but the tight space of the tube creates a real sense of panic and danger. There are a few scenes where sort of Martian energy causes panic in crowds that have been gathering to try and take pictures and do press work on this found object, and it causes a sort of scare that runs through the crowds and are desperately trying to push and get out of the station. In the 1960s, this, of course, would immediately recall, and maybe it does for you when you watch it, the Bethnal Green tube disaster. In 1943, 170 people were crushed to death, fleeing from an air raid into the tube station, literally piling and crawling and crushing each other to get to safety. Ironically, the actual air raid didn't end up causing any damage in the area. The people did. And you see this kind of fear, the fear that only people in deep panic create, created vividly and in these lurid, bright, thick colors of the 1960s in Quatermass and the Pit. The underground also adds the sense of being trapped in smaller scenes. Again, I won't try and give anything away, but you don't need to have a massive crowd to feel trapped and confined in an underground station. I'm sure we've all felt something like that before. 
Beyond the Underground, of course, this is a fun, interesting horror movie. There's some great acting, not least by Andrew Carr in the lead role and Barbara Shelley, who's, you know, obviously the grand dam of British horror. Both of them are very compelling, and Andrew Carr has this fantastic sort of almost grumbly old professor quality that makes you you both want to believe him and believe in his anger. He carries his anger really well through the film, and so you're sort of on his side, but at the same time, he's amusing and interesting to watch as he goes through these levels of, of various frustration, particularly when he's heading off with Colonel Breen. And of course, there's the very real fear of what's inside us. That's at the heart of the film. What are we truly capable of? The film really asks that, and I think in some ways answers that, that we have every reason to feel afraid of what's within us. I don't know if this is something everyone else has, but I often worry about if there's something wrong with me. You know, you have a bad day and you're walking through the, the tube, actually, very crowded, and people are pushing you, and you sort of, your head, you sort of go, ugh, you know, I wish I could just push you or shove you or jack you with a cattle prod. Okay, that's maybe too much, but... You know what I mean. You have these sort of flashes in your own mind of doing something that you'd never really do, that are that are really cruel, and it makes you wonder, oh my gosh, am I, am I a good person who's gone horribly wrong, or am I a bad person who's just learned and been trained to be social and behave, and I'm sort of pushing this bad side of me down? And Quatermass in the Pit gives you ample opportunity to explore this, and it, it touches on that really real fear. Now, also, there is a great job in this film of mixing the occult with science fiction, and I think that's something that makes this an almost groundbreaking film at the time. Of course, there are other science fiction horrors. Again, this is part of the Quatermass trilogy, so Hammer has produced other sci-fi horrors. But in this film, they connect the alien presence with ghosts and legends of the past around Hobbes End. And they, they link it to actually even local religious lore and the devil. So you get these weird sort of things that seem almost surreal, but also compartmentalized. You wouldn't think of, say, an exorcism or the devil, a ghost and an alien all being one. But this gives a very sort of plausible, almost an explanation you sort of want to buy into, let's say even a conspiracy theory, that actually it's all one entity. Gosh, is that a conspiracy theory? It seems so, when you watch the film, it seems so reasonable. And the way they tie these things together is fun to watch if you're someone who's interested in this. It actually does, for me, it really evokes the question of, gosh, maybe there is something tied to all of this. But equally, it then means you have lots of different kinds of fear and horror going on in the film. Sure, there's the Martians and the aliens. There's this constant question of, you know, who we are and evil we are. But then you get ghosts, you get energies, you get even something at one point in the film that seems holographic or, or ghostly in a sort of modern technological way. And bringing together these horrors makes it even more exciting to watch the film because it touches on all these different parts of your emotions. It touches on different excitements. And of course, it gives you some pretty good scary moments. And that's another thing that's wonderful about this film is there are also surreal scenes. There are scenes that seem so heavily grounded in reality. You're in a laboratory and you're talking about facts and figures and dates and you are in a, a bureaucratic military area and they're, you know, you're trying to convince. It's almost like there's a scene that's almost like a job interview where he's trying to convince the military this isn't 
a military object. This has nothing to do with the Nazis. And it's like giving a presentation. He basically gives like a, a, believe me, a more entertaining version, but like a work presentation. And so you have these very grounded moments that then get surprisingly and excitingly offset by very vivid, surreal scenes. There are things like dreams and ghosts. The, the, the final sort of machination of the Martians feels almost 70s, almost like it's reaching forward in time to horror. It reminds me a bit of even Poltergeist going into the 80s. And so you have these films, sorry, you have these film moments that feel exciting and weird and then they're grounded by reality and so it keeps you from ever being too far from home it it really keeps the fear and and the potential for the surreal in your own life it makes it all seem so possible and i think that's one of the the great fun parts of this horror movie is it does the extraordinary in an almost homely ordinary way i hope when you see the film you know what i'm saying when i say this because i think it's one of the things that's really rich about this horror movie, in addition to being such a great underground, London underground tube network film. And that brings me to obviously my favorite moment. I wanna always close on sort of a favorite moment. I am going to do a bit of a spoiler here though. So I've kept it to the end so that you can cut off here and say, I don't wanna have any spoilers. Or if you've seen the movie and you, or you're, you're not somebody who's bothered by spoilers, you can continue. Towards the climax of the film, the Martian sort of entity breaks out of the underground and it sends out a form of mind control and everybody in London starts killing anyone who's genetically different from them. Obviously very heavy Nazi undertones there. But there's this amazing scene where Quatermass is actually under the control, the mind control, the alien. And he is trying to kill somebody who he's been working with the whole film, Dr. Roney. And in that moment where he's being strangled, Dr. Roney is begs Quatermass. He says, you know, reach into who you are. Remember who you are. You aren't just this. And it gives you so much hope. It's, it's really a beautiful moment. If you think about it, if you took it out of a horror film and put it in a drama, you would, you would be seeing this quote everywhere. You'd be, people would be sort of turning it into posters and life things because it's this question of you, you are more than just some actions, some impulses. You are more than your emotions. You are someone who can decide how you react. You're someone who can decide not to be swept away in these, these horrible thoughts or feelings or this mind control. It gives you so much belief in people, in who we are as humans, and it's so uplifting. And I know it's not a scary moment, but it is, I think, a beautiful and powerful moment in film, in any film, but particularly in this film. Now, I've just realized it started raining, but I'm going to keep it in because you guys can then, you know, be part of my normal real life. And somehow I feel like the rain makes a perfect ending for this because in the rain you're seeking out shelter. So go seek out the shelter of Quatermass in the pit on the underground. Use this rainy day to watch a really great, really profound in some ways, horror film. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this month's film. And think of me when you next take the Jubilee line. I'm Lauren Jane Barnett, and this is the London Horror Movie Club. 